The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Where am I? I thought the beer store was on this block. Better check my phone. Hey, Maps, give me directions to the beer store. Your destination is 700 feet ahead on the right. Okay, thank you. But don't settle for any beer this Oktoberfest. Make sure to get Polliner, the number one selling beer at Munich's Oktoberfest. Polliner's beers are the perfect way to bring authentic German celebration into your home. Um, great. That's more information than I needed, but I... And this Oktoberfest, make sure to follow the liter. Excuse me? Follow the liter? No, follow the liter, as in the Polliner liter glass, like they drink in Munich. When you follow the liter across the country and identify the cities where the Polliner liter is at, you could win Oktoberfest prizes, including a kegerator. Okay, Maps, how do I follow the leader? Check out Polliner USA on Instagram and look for the follow the leader posts. Correct answers in the comments are how you enter. Okay, simple enough. Oh, another question. Is this conversation covered in my data plan? Polliner USA, White Plains, New York. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 or older, excluding West Virginia. And 10 Void where prohibited. For rules, see polliner.us forward slash rules. Hashtag beer goals. <laughs> Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China. And back to the streets of Nashville, Tennessee, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. It's no holds barred radio, folks. UFC, film, TV, sex, drugs, rock and roll, current events, you name it, we talk about it. And it's all done in a great way. In a great. The world has changed. And Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. Fashion with lots of entertainment and here today, no special guest today, but just a special co-host, TJ DeSantis. Hi, TJ. Ah, uh, Buff, you, you and my mom are the only ones uh, that call me special in a positive manner. That's funny you say that, and, and you're more than uh, deserving. When I'm out with fans, you know, and they'll say, um, like when I was in England, you know, they have a tendency to use the name legend over there, which is quite an honor to have anybody say that to you. But I always say, you know what? My mom thinks so, and you think so. I'm a happy guy. Bottom line. Can't forget mama. That's right. Exactly. Okay, now, let's uh, go into some stuff that's going on. We've got a lot of UFC talk here. Um, we had the event this weekend, this last weekend in London. Uh, some other things going on around it, so we're going to go into it. But I want to give the big news. Everybody was waiting to hear for the big announcement. Uh, an announcement has been made this week. Uh, the huge deal that the UFC signed with ESPN, which began in January, uh, where we see UFCs on regular ESPN channel. We see them on ESPN Plus, ESPN2. Uh, now ESPN Plus has become, the announcement was made uh, due to the multi-year agreement, gives ESPN Plus subscribers exclusive access to purchase all the future UFC biggest events 
which of course are the pay-per-view events. And that will begin with UFC 236. That's misleading the way you said that. Exclusive access means you can't get it anywhere else. That's not the well, case. That's, that's, okay, that's where, I, and again, I'm a little confused too, to a point. We're all getting used to this now. But in the announcement and the thing that came across my news desk was it says subscribers, exclusive access to purchase UFC's biggest events. I mean, again, that I don't, that's not true, right? Exclusive means you can only find it one place, correct? Right, right, correct. You can still buy the UFC pay-per-views on the UFC.tv app, which a lot of people mistake with Fight Pass. Fight Pass is the $10 a month service, which is available to you on the UFC.tv app. Does that okay, make sense? So, Yeah, it makes sense. So in a more in a more easier, explainable way, let me say it and tell me if this is correct. UFC pay-per-view events can be purchased now on the ESPN Plus app, which we watch the other shows on, and on UFC.com, correct? Incorrect. Ooh. You cannot buy anything on UFC.com. That is the UFC's website. The UFC app. The UFC app. Excuse me. The UFC app. See? It gets all confusing, right? Well, I'm actually, I'm going to apologize to our listeners. I guess I'm being confusing. I got this news as everybody else did. So let me rephrase it again. Tell me if my simplistic explanation here <laughs> explains it. Pay-per-view events beginning with UFC 236 on April 13th, which is the Holloway Poirier 2 fight, the main event, um, will be purchasable on the ESPN Plus app and the UFC app. And nowhere else. And a little dis- disclaimer at the end, or admonition as we call it, and nowhere else. Right. How's that? <laughs> so if you buy things like on DirecTV or Dish Network, you can't do that anymore. No mas. So those people, the only way you have the ESPN Plus app is if you have a smart TV. Is that correct? Or if it's on your phone. Okay. All right. And we all know that's where everything's going. People are going to be watching you on their phone. But- and here's, here's here to make it even more confusing for you. There's no such thing as an ESPN Plus app. There's just an ESPN app, which you right. can also access ESPN Plus content on. Okay, so you go on your ESPN app, right? You access the ESPN Plus, and yep. that's where on your on the ESPN app you purchase the pay per view right. shows. Which was a bit confusing for me at <laughs> first because I went on my smart TV and was like, "All right, let's download ESPN Plus," <laughs> and it's like, "Wait, there's no ESPN Plus app. What am I doing wrong? Oh, it's it's just the ESPN app." And then it's all available. So you think too hard about these things, you'll just end up confusing yourself. Right. But the good thing about it is that once you get it down, then it's no problem. But, you know, as is human nature, uh, not many people enjoy change. We've been used to it so long for so many ways or, you know, in a certain way. But now with, you know, ESPN giving us the higher ratings, we're getting everything that's happening. I mean, it's really it's been a great move since January to ESPN. Nothing but positive. This is what the powers that be decided on. We'll right. get it I down, mean, just, like, yeah, just it, like you and I got it down talking about it on the show. Well, it's, we'll get it down first, and it'll be easy-peasy from that point forward. Well, it's funny. I've heard some people go, well, I don't, I don't know how to do this, and I don't think I can, or this is bad, and I don't like this. And it's like, yeah, but you can do it because, like, I don't know how many people have a TV now where it's not a smart TV or they don't have a set-top box connected to it. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, uh-huh. if— uh, if you don't enjoy, you know, um, a set-top box or you don't like, you know, what's happening right now, uh, well, I mean, this is how technology works. And unfortunately, at one point or another, you remember, man, it's probably now 20 years ago, but do you remember when, if you didn't have cable on a TV, you had to make the switch to that digital antenna? 
Sure. There wasn't sure. just like regular over the air uh, television anymore. You know, you had to you had to make the change. You had to buy a little piece of equipment. Well, now you got to buy a piece of equipment. Sorry, people. Look, all you have to do is pay your four ninety nine for your ESPN Plus app monthly, which is a great which is a great buy in my opinion. There's not so even much if on you, it, I mean so. not even if you're just an MMA fan. Like I watched the Minnesota yeah, Wild play hockey the other night on ESPN Plus. It was great. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's great. Now, listen again. We're human beings are not always uh, don't always take change easy. Right. But once you get it down, we've already been through this a little bit in January when right. we had to you know learn about the ESPN Plus app. Certain people complained. Others, many others didn't. Now nobody's complaining. Right. And now also, a- too, also, too, uh, if you do buy it through ESPN Plus, uh, it's about $10 cheaper than if it, you bought it on, uh, no, not $10. I think e- either 5 or $10 cheaper than uh, if you were buying it on uh, the UFC.tv app. Oh, fine. So there you go. 5 so, or $10 yeah. cheaper. All the more reason to spend 20 minutes to figure it out. So if you have the ESPN Plus app already, or hang on again. Let me rephrase. If you have the ESPN app and you subscribe to ESPN Plus already, save that extra money and buy it on the ESPN Plus app rather than Fight Pass. Or hang on. Rather than the UFC.tv app. Jesus. So confusing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll all get it down. We got it down now on the show. A little confusing. But again, once you get it down, not confusing. Easy peasy. We live in a world of changing technology, everybody. We all know that. You buy your Apple iPhones, there's a new iPhone four to six months later. So do I upgrade or do I stay with that? You buy your TVs, there's fancier TVs coming out on and on and on. I am not a tech guy, but I'm used to the change that happens. Take the time, learn it, live it, do it. Everything's fine. Enjoy your UFC and all the other content you can get at ESPN+. Plus. It's a great move by the UFC in January. The ratings are going up, more eyeballs on the show. And as a result, Dana White was quoted as saying now that UFC is now one of the top four sports in the USA. I'm going to read his quote to you. It's not about money. It's not about any of that stuff, said Dana. After signing a seven-year contract with UFC owners, Endeavor, he says, I don't care about any of that stuff. I like to win, and I like to take this thing to the next level, the next level, the next level, which Dana has constantly done, if I may interject that. And it's what we've done, and it's what we're going to continue to do. A lot of big things have happened to us over the years, but once you make it to ESPN, you know you've made it as a sport. Right now, if you look at our deal, where we're at, what we're doing, we're now one of the top four sports in the United States. The big four has changed. We are now one of them. That is what we've always dreamed of. We're doing what I always believed we could do and what I hope someday we would do. It's everything me and the UFC fans ever dreamed of and every fighter. Uh, I have to say I'm very excited about all this. I'm very excited about the, you know, what he's saying there. The future holds a lot. But the bottom line is we all love our UFC. I'm a fan first and an announcer second, and we're going to get so much more of it in the future as it comes along. Now, before I go into UFC London, which was a heck of a show, great trip, always great to go to the UK. Um, let's see here. Uh, Tony Ferguson had a little trouble last week. He was I saw that. Of, yeah, he's accused of domestic abuse. I, I'm sorry to see this when this happens here. Let's hope that all that all winds down, whatever the situation is there. I just saw that title that came through. Really can't comment on it too much. You can read about it if you if you do a Google. Um, I don't really like to get into the personal lives of the fighters beyond the positive notes. I just hope that everything's okay and everything moves forward and that Tony is okay himself, if I may say so. Because um, I always like Tony, and I love watching him fight. All right, now UFC London. The live gate was revealed. The live gate was great. Um, the live gate came out. UFC London drawed. Uh, do, do a draw. Boy, Bruce, you're English. I'll tell you Drew. how to travel. I have been traveling a lot, TJ. <laughs> traveling a lot. UFC London. 
draws 16,602 fans, $2.4 million live gate. I'd say that was a very successful show, TJ. What is that very in comparison to their previous trips to London? I have no point of reference to know if that's a good number mm, or not. I don't. Let me see if it even covers this. It doesn't. It just it just talks about the show itself. But the show was sold out. That's the bottom line. Oh, but then that's again, good. Yeah, we, the show was sold out. I'm sure that they've had very big gates in the past because we've sold out the O2 Arena more than just a couple times. Um, I can, again, say I love going to the UK. They are some of the most rabid fight fans, be it boxing, be it MMA, be it UFC. They love their toe-to-toe, mano-a-mano fight sports. And their energy was incredible. Their courtesy was incredible. The city is incredible. Always great to go to London perform and spend time with the great UK fans of the UFC that are over there. Let's talk about three fights. I want to talk about the Masvidal Till fight, the Gunnar Edwards fight, and then we'll talk about the Masvidal Edwards fight. <laughs> I'm not too happy about that one. Masvidal Till. I don't think any of us expected what happened happened. Did you? We talked about it last week. And what did you say? That you said in so many words that Masvidal would win this fight if he can. It'll be on the ground. And Masvidal said he was going to knock him out, and uh, that's exactly what he did. Yep. Um, very devastating punch. Uh, and his head hitting the floor. That was the hardest part. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was definitely a hard one. We've seen that happen before. Thank God that floor's got padding, as it does. But I'm not taking anything away from Darren Till. He's a true octagon warrior. Obviously, it's tough to lose in front of your home country crowd. Uh, but Jorge came out, came out with a... Uh, I guess a solid game plan, could you call it? Stuck to his words about how he said he was going to fight him and got the KO, got the big win. Goes in the back afterwards. He's getting interviewed on TV. We all saw it. If you watch on the internet and you follow the UFC, what happens before and after the shows. Leon Edwards walked by, said something. I heard Jorge say, say that to my face. Walked over to him with his hands behind his back. Came up to him. People say that Leon raised his hands. I was trying to see that in the video, if that's what happened first. As Masvidal said, when you raise your hands in so many words where he comes from, that means you're going to throw a punch. When I was Sorry. looking at the video, it looks like Masvidal throws a punch before Edwards brings his hands up. But eh, that is what it that, is. That's what it appeared to me also. I'm not the ju- person to make that judgment. I just made an observation. Now, with, with what, that yeah. said, I'm not saying that Masvidal doesn't believe what he's saying. Do you know what yeah. I mean? This is one of those heat of the moment type of situations. And odds are you're going to see a story that fits a narrative that benefits you. Um, more than the other person. Um, mm-hmm. But bottom line, uh, shouldn't have happened. And there's a lot of things that went wrong here. Um, there, there was two. There were two UFC officials standing there, that just smiling at Masvidal as it, that he walks past them on his way to you know engage with Leon Edwards. Guys, like, don't smile. Stop this dude. Like, what? what I don't. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know but it looks like they have lanyards on that you know, certify them as staff. I don't even know if they work for the UFC, but they're officials of some sort. Stop this dude. Well, let's say that was, that could be the case. I can't comment on that because I, I didn't see what you saw. I mean, I'm still trying kind of just focusing on Masvidal and Leon himself. I'll watch it again. There's two dudes uh, uh, with, with lanyards of some sort on. They're I'll standing, check it out. They're standing to Masvidal's right as they smile as he walks past them. Okay, well, I mean, he walked past with his hands behind his back like nothing's going to happen. Words are going to be exchanged. But listen, unless we're there, we really can't comment. But looking at it, I did see uh, two of the security guys get in the middle of it once it first started. The what bottom do you mean? line is— What do you mean we, we can't really comment because we weren't there? 
The entire no. thing is in detailed in video, Buff. Well, no, no. I'm saying what I mean is, of course, I saw what I saw. But what you're talking about, I'd have to look at it again. I okay. You know, see who those two individuals are. I can't okay. yeah, no, comment no. now because I don't well, remember well, that part. Watch it again. Watch it again. I thought you were saying we couldn't make an opinion because we weren't there. No, no. I'm going to make an opinion right now. You know what my opinion is? I know your opinion. Yeah. It should never have happened. Right. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And, I, and I'll say it again. I'm not going to sit here and get upset at, at Jorge and, and Leon. I'm upset at the situation. I'm going to say it again, as I said it before in the show. When you're a professional fighter, like in the Rocky movies, okay, or whatever, where there's a great line, don't fight for free, number one. Number two, and probably tantamount to number one, you're just coming off, similar to the Habib, Conor McGregor situation that happened back in the fall, you're just coming off the biggest fight of your life. You're coming off the grandest performance that you had as a fighter, if not one of the grandest performances you've had as a fighter, you've just won not one, but two $50,000 bonuses, totaling $100,000 on top of what you were paid for the event. It is a great night for you. And I'm going to say this one thing, and it's something I heard when I was three years old. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. On a professional level, you need to handle yourself as a professional and stand above it. Whether you're reading bad comments on the internet, which keyboard warriors love to do because that's their thing in many cases, have a thick skin, deal with it. As a pro, there's one way to settle an argument, and that's to settle it in the octagon as a professional UFC fighter. When a situation like this occurs, you leave yourself open to A, the criticism, to B, the potential suspensions, to C, the potential arrest for assault, to D, the potential lawsuit that you could receive from the person you threw punches at to sue you. In every case, it spells damage to career and loss of income. Don't go there, folks. Well, can I say I, something, Bruce? Can, don't can, go there. Can, go can ahead. I share my go opinion? Ahead. Because go, go, go. while I believe go. you're sort of right, I also think you're incredibly wrong. Tell uh, me. Uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words and minor assault sells pay-per-views. And unfortunately, uh, I think this is going to be maybe not a pay-per-view, but it'll be a main event somewhere on some card when Jorge Masvidal fights Leon Edwards. And I promise you that this video clip will be packaged in a promo to generate buzz. And whether or not that's right or wrong, that's not even necessarily my argument here because... If something unfortunate like this does happen, let's let's utilize it to market it, honestly, okay. because it's okay. not something that has been done or it's not something that is new in combat sports. However, only use it and benefit from it if you're doing everything in your power to prevent it in the future. Like, I don't okay. think it's not a virtuous thing to capitalize off this stuff, but it, it becomes less virtuous in, unless you're doing everything you can to to avoid these things. All right. I got that. Now step back a second, back to what you just said that I was right. And I was wrong. No, what you just said is what I said is right. But because of what happened, it can be turned into a marketing ploy for the future. The bottom line is the incident was wrong. Correct. Therefore I am right. Correct. But theory about wait, stop, stop, stop. Hang hang on. Let me, no, 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 no. Let me finish. And you can talk. Not that you can't talk, but just let me finish one thought. It's not that I was wrong. I'm explaining the righteousness of the situation as far as legality, as far as morality, and as far as all that. But as far as what you're saying, which you're right, again, they fight each other. That video will probably come up. 
right. it's going to create whatever. It creates more interest, but it's all for the wrong reasons. But this Bruce, is you're, not all, you're also telling me that there's this there's this consequence here where they're going to lose income. No, they're probably going to make more money up because of this. In the long run, but in the short run, when you're thinking, when you're thinking about, when you're thinking before you pull the trigger on your guns, in this case, throwing punches. What, what I'm saying is you're run? leaving in the short before you do the incident, before the incident occurs. It's called think before you leap. But what are the because consequences? Why the why consequ- not jump? The consequences could be anything, whether they happen or not, you're leaving yourself open to consequences. In this case, when I walk up, if somebody walks up to an individual, if person A walks up to person B, it is not an arena with referees and judges and, and rules. You walk up to person B in a public situation. And no matter what's said, you throw punches. Nobody put their hands on it. You throw punches. In the eyes of the law, in most cases, that is considered assault. Why put yourself in a position that could be negative? I Pay-per-view got, I points. Emotion. Pay-per-view points. I don't think either one was thinking that when that happened. They're going to maybe say that afterwards. This was an emotional reaction. And, and, and you can call it a blessing in disguise. But I got it, you. It, I got hard, you. But that doesn't. Yeah, that no. does not mean I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. You no, said no, I no. was wrong. I'm I didn't not say wrong. what. I didn't say you're wrong, Bruce. You have to pay attention to what I said. What I said is you are 100 percent correct in what you are saying. However, you're saying that it's lost income that will be detrimental to them. Potential. It, potentially, potential, sure, potential. but not this time, and not every time, and more often than not. I mean, how many times have we seen poor Dave Schaller get tossed out the back of the dais when Daniel Cormier and and uh, John Jones went out in Vegas. I know, know it sells. I know. I agree. It sells. Pay I mean, tell me one time. Please tell me one time where it didn't make people money. I can't because in the world in which we right. live and the world in which we live for many, many years, this generates interest. It generates observation. It generates pay-per-view buys eventually. I mean, the, the, the worst one that I can think of is Conor McGregor uh, got sued by Michael Chiesa. And I don't know where that litigation is, is going at today when he threw the damn hand dolly through the bus but whatever he made in that pay-per-view with habib uh that probably is more money than he'll have to settle with yes over so i don't know it just it i get what you're saying bruce it's just if it's a video game and you want to get more points and and points equal dollars then you know do crazy shit seems to benefit i get people. i get what you're saying fully and I understand it all. And I'm not arguing. What I'm arguing here, and it's not even an argument, what I'm trying to get across here, and if fighters are listening, because we have many fighters that listen to this podcast, I'm a little sick and friggin' tired of people thinking as professionals, and maybe this is what is out there because of the way the world works today. I'm a little sick and tired of the fact that instead of doing a great job, being a class act, being a role model, trying to get to the level of becoming a, uh, to the level you can fight for a championship belt in the sport that you dedicate your life to with the people that are watching and everything else. If you think that the only way to get there is to be a trash talking, you know, non-class person at certain times is to generate fights in the backstage that could hurt other people. And it's not what you're being paid to do to generate interest in yourself. Well, if that's what this is going to start letting, allowing people to think, then we're going to see more of these incidences for all the wrong reasons. Well, yeah, that's what we've been seeing for the last five years. I'm tired of it. I hear you, okay? Bruce. But and here's, I'll see here's, it again. But here's I'll the thing. I'll see it again. I know. Well, one, one thing that you said is if fighters think it's the only way. It's not the only way. It's, it's not. not. However, it sure is the quickest. 
there you go. See, this is what's going around, and that's my problem. You know, I'm with you. Know you. What the quickest way is is to be the best damn fighter you can be, to be out there doing your job, right? To be to be a role model, right? To be a class act, so that not only will you get the paydays that you want, you can see this gets my gourd. Not only to get the paydays that you want in the UFC, but when sponsors how, are watching, how how that work Let for Tyron finish. Woodley, Bruce? Let how did any finish. of this work for Tyron Woodley? Because he did finish. all of that. All right, continue. I got it. Let me finish, and then we'll and then we'll I'll, I'll address all that. Please let me finish. I want to make a point. I'm on a soapbox. Okay. Sorry. If this is what it's going to be, and this is what we're teaching fighters, new fighters coming in, young fighters coming in, young people watching, then this is just going to get more and more and more. Right. Where do you eventually draw the line? Now there's issues about security in the back. Now security in my mind is probably thinking, okay, we do such a great job as they do in the UFC, even though the situation occurred. Right. Now we got to beef up security and watch these guys everywhere they walk. I've been in this game for 23 years yeah. for the UFC. I've been in the fight game for 30. Yep. Okay. I have seen more changes than most people can see because I'm older and I've seen them. Well, I'm sure you were around back in the day when uh, it wasn't probably all that uncommon to see uh, a cornerman of a fighter helping someone set up some chairs or, you know, get the damn octagon fence put in correctly. You, you know name I mean? it. I, you name it. I've seen it. But in relation to the fighters building their careers for the fighters, for my friends who are fighters listening. Right. Again, I understand when you have to protect yourself. I understand when you have to stand up for yourself. I understand when you have to be a man. Right. Or as a female fighter, a woman standing up for yourself. Right? You gotta Handle be a, yourself. You, you got to be a self-respecting human being, Buff. I mean, you're exactly right. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to get across. You know, I'm not going to sit and bend for this. It's right. going to happen. But I believe that if you play, you pay. If there are fines to be had, things to be dealt with, you put yourself in that situation. You are the instigator, not the person protecting yourself, because you have to protect yourself. Right. So, so as the rule goes, you put a hand on me, I'm protecting myself. Leon okay? Edwards, in my opinion, he shouldn't have been talking because that's really what prompted all of this. Agreed. But he's Agreed. more he's more the victim than Masvidal is. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a victim, but he did something he should not have done. Right. Jorge let, came off right. a win. He's being interviewed. Let him have his time. Based man. On his win. Let him have his time. Yeah. Don't interrupt him. That's yeah. my complaint about Leon. Now, my other complaint about Jorge, who I like, he's a cool guy. We've been friends for, you know, a number of years that I've known him. You've taken right? money off him on the Greenfelt battlefield, huh? <laughs> I, I, you know, if I did, I forget. But I think you did. At, I think Jorge is, is mostly focused on his fighting career. I asked him about poker when I saw him at, at the show. He told me he hasn't been playing for a while. So all that being said, I look, I love these fighters. I work for these fighters, both male and female. I am there to serve them as I am there to serve Dana and everybody that I work for at the UFC. That's how I feel. It just hurts me to see this happen. It hurts me to see Leon coming off a big win, number seven in a row, if I'm not mistaken, against one of the toughest opponents anybody can possibly face, and Gunnar Gunny Nelson, right? Beating him so fantastically in the warrior that Gunnar is that he has to get involved in this. It bothers me that Jorge, having a great night, got involved with this. Again, Horrific way and a perfect night for the fighters involved. That's all I'm saying. Can't wait okay? to see him fight. I'll probably pay for mu pay money for it. So. Can't wait to see him fight either. But maybe <laughs> I'm just a guy that's too big on morals and too big that's on what class, it is, Bruce. too big on everything else. You believe in the finer, sweeter things in life and the small things in life, and you believe that there's good and that there's bad. And if you do something wrong, your life's not gonna, you know, benefit in the positive manner for it. That's what we all like to believe. Unfortunately. 
I think it it's becomes not- much more of a wash uh, in the end in in combat sports. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. We'll see what it holds. But I will tell you one thing in reflection to anybody involved in this thing. You put your hands on me. I'm reacting. Bottom line, you have to. You have to. But it just shouldn't happen. Just shouldn't happen. Right. That's all. Yeah. That's and all. I mean, I don't know. Like, like you said, uh, I, I don't like to call this a fight because this is a street altercation. So when people say, oh, don't fight for free. Well, it's not like they got three judges, a referee and weighed in. Um, but with that in mind, uh, yeah, I, I, we should be talking about their accomplishments, uh, you know, from from Saturday that's, night. That's and, what uh, I want to talk about. Yeah, that's what I want. To, I want to talk about things so that they wind up on the cover of Sports Illustrated because they're doing great work in their sport. That's what I wish for everybody. Right. I wish sponsors that will look at them and say, hey, this guy's cool. He's not that. He's not that. Let's let Coca-Cola. Let's sponsor him. Burger King. Let's sponsor him. Right. I think way out of the box more than most people, because I think about the future and I look at the whole circle of life. When you make a step, if you step right, it goes well. If you step wrong or you break the law, then you're asking for repercussions potentially. And we'll see what they are. You know, that's all I'm saying. You know, be classy, man. You want to hate me for that? I don't care. Do what you want. Enough said. I think we beat this one to death. Yeah, I think we're right and wrong. Yeah. But mostly <laughs> right. I think we're mostly right. <laughs> I think we're mostly right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, great night in London. Great night at the UFC. Um, Dominic Reyes, Vulcan, Vulcan uh, Uzdemir. You know, wow. There, was, there were a lot of good fights here. A lot of good fights. Danny Roberts, uh, Claudia Silva. How did you feel about that? I actually didn't see the card, Buff. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. So let me tell you why. Well, I saw the uh, the main event, were, the co-main event. You were event. Invicta. You were uh, Invicta. No, I was not an Invicta. Which uh, one th- were you Thanks at? for trying to cover. No, I was uh, actually being a dad and a husband. Uh, oh, my wife okay. had a work-related event, and uh, my son had a school-related event, and I haven't had a Saturday off in quite some time, which you know all about. And uh, my wife uh, had asked me a few weeks ago, hey, can you do this with me in the morning and the afternoon? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. There's a UFC that night, but I should be fine. Uh, I forgot that the prelim started at 10 a.m. Pacific yeah. time. And yep. uh, so uh, I took the night off. Well, listen, got to take a night off once in a while. You're so in- immersed in MMA with all that you do. Nothing wrong with that. Listen, I want to get back to one thing. Uh, during the altercation with Jorge and Leon Edwards, I just learned today, and I didn't know this. I, I didn't realize Leon Edwards got cut in his eye. He had to get stitches below yep. his uh, his eye. Yep. Need needless. Needless. Well, I mean, I hate to say this, and this is this is wrong of me because I'm 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 downplaying assault, which I believe Leon Edwards, you know, was. But the the fact that he was cut, like, think if this was in a different sport, we'd be obsessed with that. Like, oh my God, he was cut. He was lacerated. Stitches. This is terrible. I cannot believe this. Um, but in MMA, you're just kind of like, eh, they fight each other. It yeah. happens. Yeah. It's not supposed it, to. It's not supposed to. And if someone punched me in the face and cut my eye open, I would probably press charges. So. Well, now you've got a cut eye. We're getting back to it again. Just say one thing. Um, creates a longer suspension. Creates a longer time out of the training camp. Creates a longer time till you can start sparring. Well, let, let me let me rephrase this it's though. All needless. I don't think he'll be suspended from the cut. Like I don't think he'll receive a a cut suspension, because for all we know, he already had his post fight medical stuff. They're not going to come back and reassess him because he got cut. The athletic commission has nothing to do with any of that. I don't know the rules. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, 
I never thought about that. Like he he suffered an injury that would have you know levied. And if people don't know what we're talking about when we say suspension, when you're in a combat sport uh, that is regulated, you have a fighter's license, and that license becomes suspended uh, based on damage that you receive while competing. Um, you know, TKO I think is like ninety days no contact or until you're cleared before, etc. Um, I think a cut is somewhere between 60 and 90 days or before you get cleared by, by a doctor. So for what you're saying, Leon Edwards, if someone called him and said, hey, we need you for UFC 236, uh, he's going to be suspended. He can't do it. That's right. That's my point. Needless. 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 But again, Leon, let the man have his moment when he's being interviewed. Period. Okay. We covered it. Yes. We covered it. Yes. We covered it. All right, let's get into some uh, Nashville. Nashville's coming up this weekend. Uh, Anthony Pettis, Stephen Thompson. I really like this fight. I'm going to have a lot of fun watching this fight. Uh, Curtis Blaze, Justin Willis, going to be a brawl for it all. Uh, get down here. Macy Barber, who's very impressive, going to come out at flyweight and fight J.J. Aldrich. That's the first fight on the main card on ESPN+. Plus. Um, good card. Looking forward to it. Nashville, great town. I'm on my way there, and next week is Philadelphia. So very much looking forward to it. I'll see you from the Octagon Saturday again on ESPN Plus. So that is an ESPN Plus show, isn't it, TJ? Well, I mean, know? they're they're all on ESPN Plus now. Well, yeah, but we also have the regular ESPN channel too. Let me just double check, which I, want which to I believe you can watch in your ESPN app. Um, but I don't. It's all yeah. on ESPN, like ESPN. literally. It's ESPN. Turn on your TV, ESPN. and if you can't find it on ESPN, it's on ESPN Plus. One-stop shop, people. One-stop shop. Okay, let's get into some uh, news and some sports talk. I think it's the biggest contract I've ever heard, but uh, Mike Trout just became a uh, $430 million man uh, with the Angels. I think it's a 10-year contract, $43 million a year. That would probably be the biggest contract ever signed by a baseball player, wouldn't it? I don't know what, what – probably. Uh, I, think, I think I said – I think I read something that was like the, the biggest deal in baseball history two times over. Um, yeah, that's what I saw too. I don't know. So he's playing for the L.A. Angels. Yeah, the Angels. I, I thought it was was it the California Angels or the L.A. Angels, uh, or is it the Anaheim Angels, or is the it Anaheim. the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Orange County, California, United States, Earth, Milky Way? All I know is the Angels play down in Anaheim, so go see them, call them whatever you want, but they're down in Anaheim. <laughs> I don't even know the answer to that. I don't know. I forget <laughs> the, what they're actually called. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they still have the. Anaheim attached, but it it they used to be the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which That's is long, ridiculous. That's a long title, right? And by the way, if you live here, uh, L.A. and Anaheim, they're two different worlds. Yeah, oh no, there's no question. What you're in Hollywood, you go to Santa Monica, it's two different worlds, right? So. I'm just saying, you know, like it, it's it's kind of silly to call the Angels the Los Angeles Angels. I agree. When you're there, thirty to sixty miles away, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, Nick Foles, my man, Philadelphia Eagles, took him to the uh, Super Bowl one, came in the end of last season, almost got back there again. It was bound to happen. He signed a $102 million deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good for him. Four-year deal. Don't screw up. $25 million a year. Don't screw Hope up. Guaranteed. It's big. It's big, man. It's big. He has, Foles has not appeared in more than seven games during a single season since 2015. Uh, he's a career 61.6% passer, and uh, now this is his fourth team. Well, you know what? Maybe not third time's a charm, fourth time's a charm, because $102 million cuts a lot of family ties. Good good luck for you, Nick. 
I will be watching. Give me more reason to watch a Jacksonville Jaguar game when it's on. I'm a big fan of Nick Foles. Okay, TJ, uh, my brother Michael, did you catch his Toyota uh, commercial? Yeah, my wife uh, saw it. She flagged me oh. down. Very cool. Well, it's just now been voted as the second most watched TV commercial. What? Uh, it's the most seen, excuse me, the first most seen car ad is Matthew McConaughey's Lincoln Nautilus car ad. Oh, yeah. The, the second most watched car ad is Michael Buffer See, and Toyota's commercial. I don't know what that means. Does that mean like on YouTube or does that mean that their their ad placement is so well that they're getting it in front of more eyeballs on television programming? I don't, I don't know what that means. I'll explain to you. The ads, ha the, these ads have the highest number of impressions across national broadcast and cable TV airings. That's how they explain it. So it just happens to be on television when people are watching TV. I guess, just like a Nielsen rating, I'm, so, I'm supposing. I don't know how Nielsen they come about this either. But a Nielsen well, rating is a little bit different. That's based on, like, who watched a show and how long you watched it. Like, this, this to me, like, is this the result of, like, because the ad is interesting? Or is it the result of uh, Lincoln bought more ad space, so of course it's going to be seen by more eye, eyeballs? It, it's a, I think it's a combination of all those, TJ, and I'll tell you why. They go down to the fact that, in Lincoln's case, 265 million plus impressions. Right. Then they have a thing called attention score where they figure people actually watch the commercial is what I'm assuming. And that was 86.7% of those who saw it. And then they have an attention index. Again, I do not understand what that means. They label that as 63. Then they show the estimated TV expenditure, which in this case for Lincoln was five point, roughly 5,300,000 plus. Can now, I ask you something? No offense. I, I don't mean to be like shitting on the accomplishment here because this is a good thing to be attached to. Mm -hmm. But who writes an article about this? Like who does the research to figure out what's the most popular car ad? And this, and, was, a, and, this was an article from Ward's Auto, whoever they are. It's just it's it's interesting. It's kind of strange. So now now you heard those numbers on that. So then you go down to number two, and I think money has to have something to do with it. Obviously, they spent five point three million on the Lincoln Motor ad with Matthew McConaughey. In the Toyota ad, there were two hundred sixty million impressions compared to the two hundred sixty five for the Lincoln. The attention score was higher on Toyota, ninety two point six six percent. The attention index was higher on Toyota at one hundred thirteen, and the estimated TV expenditure that they spent was lower. They spent three point two million basically compared to the five three plus that the other spent. And then with each one underneath, it gets lower and lower and lower. So it does have to do with the with the things you mentioned earlier. Probably totally confusing to our listeners because we're confused too. But anyway, all I can say is Michael Buffer, congratulations. You're you're on a roll, my man, between DeZone and the matchroom boxing and Toyota and the other commercials you've had running lately. Now in the second most watched car commercial according to Ward's Auto. But what's so, been, which one's been seen more on Fight Pass or UFC.TV? Or wait, or maybe it's ESPN Plus. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll wait for the other magazine <laughs> to talk about that. All right, now this is a little scary. A meteor, meteor or meteor? Meteor. Meteor, tomato, tomato. Is there, Comet? Is that, Asteroid? No. A meteor exploded in uh -huh. the Earth's atmosphere, right? Okay. Exploded in the Earth's atmosphere, basically 16 miles above the Earth's surface, giving off 10 times the energy of an, the atomic bomb that was detonated over Hiroshima. And we don't, we didn't, we didn't even notice. We didn't even notice. I don't know how that happens. 
I mean, 16 miles, yeah, that's a far way, but you'd think you would see something. What blew it up? Hmm. Let's see here. Was it Bruce Willis? <laughs> Thanks uh, for laughing at that joke. I don't know how many people get 1999, you know, uh, major motion picture humor. Nobody under the age of 30. No. All right, so uh, let's see. It had an impact, impact of 173 kilotons. It was the second most powerful meteor to ever enter the Earth's atmosphere in the last 30 years. So I guess, like, just the atmosphere, like, uh, entering must it, have, blown, must have, blew it up. Yeah, must have. Now, they said they claimed there was a one back in 2013, which was a blinding fireball that did rock parts of Russia, where they actually, you know, felt something from it. In this case, I don't think anybody did. So that's one down. Now, so you want to be an astronaut. Let's just ask it. When a kid, did you want to be an astronaut as a kid? Uh... I mean, I definitely probably would have said yes because that stuff's cool, you know, but I don't I don't have any real memory of like I didn't have an astronaut phase in my life. Well, this could be painful for anybody carrying. This is very this is kind of a weird story, but it it pointed out the longer astronauts spend in space, the more likely they're going to have viruses like herpes, chicken pox and shingles reactivate. In other words, you're on your you're on your mission. Right, Right. Right. And, uh, you know, God forbid you have this one of these viruses which stays active in your body, the gift that keeps on giving the stress and everything that is created, you know, in the space flight. Oh, yeah. Uh, they figure that the herpes viruses are reactivated more than half the astronauts oh, that they're going to have an outbreak in space. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but it's like four of the eight human herpes viruses were detected oral, genital, chicken pox and shingles because um, they take residence in the nerve and the immune cells. So if, if an astronaut suffers from any one of those potentially, boom, look forward to your outbreak in space. Okay, that's all I can say about that article. I really can't go any further. Yeah, you're not going to find any elaboration on my end. No, 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 no. Now, Chelsea Handler, she's one of the more successful comedians, uh, entertainers in the business, makes a great income. We read about this all the time. But now Chelsea Handler is getting in with the high time. She is another celebrity which is now invested in her own line of marijuana. So she is now an investor in the cannabis lifestyle. I'm telling you, people are looking into this industry in so many different ways. I'm looking at the CBD portion of the industry, not the marijuana industry, because you know how much I believe in CBD as we talk about it on the show. Well, I mean, but, at this point, do you remember when we first started the show, we had a situation rule. We had a rule about you talking about the situation and a rule about you talking about Charlie Sheen. Because, man, Buff, you were just watching way too much TMZ back then. Back then. You've yeah, gotten better. You've gotten a lot I've, better. Now you just star on, on TMZ from time to time. <laughs> but uh, at this point, I, I think we need to add how great CBD is uh, to that list of let's try not to bring it up every show because we talk about it every show. In like, I'm not trying to say that we're doing anything uh, wrong by, by bringing it up every show, but like I feel like it's common knowledge on this show that CBD – and marijuana medicinally and, and recreationally where it's legal is just the way of the future. It just is. Mm -hmm. It is. There will come a time, hint, 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 we might be talking about a little more. That's all I'm going to tell you. So soon it could be time. Soon. Soon it could be. But not right now. Mm -mm. I don't like talking about things until they happen. Right. Okay. Now. Um, I'll invest, Buff. I'm down. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. <laughs> okay. The marijuana industry, while we're on the subject, this is not this is not surprising to me. It is looking like the fastest growing job market in the country right now. 
The marijuana industry has added 64,389 jobs in 2018. That's a 44% gain, according to the industry experts. Um, economists think that the overall U.S. job market is getting tight, which is evidenced by you know a lot of different things. But they figure that job creation is expected to grow more as more states legalize pot. And this is all done at Data, Data Trek Research, which is a big company that does these kind of things. And they're the ones that claim now cannabis, out of any business in the United States, Involving labor is the fastest-growing labor market in the United States. More taxes to the government. It's a money-producing machine. Um, the more states that legalize it, obviously that's going to get bigger. I think this is not surprising to us. Do you find this to be surprising at all? No. no. I mean, this is basic economics at this point. Yeah, totally. Totally. Now, at LAX, you might be ready for this, TJ. I think this is going to be something that maybe you want to take advantage of. I've heard about this. Personally, I'm not. I think it's way too expensive. But there's a private suite within LAX airport for the rich celebrities that they've just now uh, they've been talking about it for a long time. It's been done. It's over at LAX airport. You get there. You live in. Uh, let's put it this way. Being rich has a has its perks. OK, so now aside from being able to buy your way into most elite colleges in the world. Sorry, I had to say it. Right. I couldn't help it right. with the scandal unfolding. Aside from living in luxurious houses, driving the most expensive cars, having access to world class chefs. Um Pretty much, you can skip any line you want. So here's the thing. The private suite at LAX is for the uber wealthy. It costs a few thousand dollars each time you fly. So you, it's a few thousand dollars tacked onto the price of your flight. There's 12 of these suites at LAX, and celebrities like Jamie Foxx, who's known to go there and, and, and check them out. Um, basically, you pass through security before getting to these luxury suites, which isn't surprising. They have their own security. Um, it's basically not there just for the celebs. They claim it's there because it would be an easy access for a point of attack, something we all have to worry about these days. There's amenities. A BMW will drive you to your plane, which is obviously a little nicer than, you know, the other ways to get there, uh, walking on an airport, ter airport terminal in the rain or whatever. So people are actually doing that. Now, you might ask me, is that something I'd want to do? The answer is no. Okay, I'm fine with the lounges. I'm fine with getting to the airport and hanging around for an hour. But I guess people of major celebrity status, you know, far beyond anything I could ever claim, um, it's hard for them to walk around. And they do have all that extra money to do what they want with. So this does serve a valiant purpose, but it's not something that I would pay for. Would you? No, I just fly out of Orange County. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> you know, the other week on the other show, I talked to you about the Godfather book, the, um, the book by uh, Gianna Russo, okay, and where he talks about Going back and how The Godfather was made, again, this is not going to be grabbed onto by our younger listeners, but if you're into old Hollywood, I read this book on my trip to England and came back. It's called Hollywood Godfather. It's by St. Martin's Press, and it's by Gianni Russo. Uh, basically, it tells where he lived in early, year, early age for five years, separated his family before he was the age of 10 because of polio, spent five years in a hospital. His parents never saw him, came out. And have you ever seen the movie The Bronx Tale? Uh, TJ or, or um, Goodfellows, you know, where the young kids started working for the mob and the local mob and all that type of stuff. Sorry to disappoint you, no. I'm the you worst, know I know. I know, I know. When it comes to movies, you leave me flat once in a while, but it's okay, it's okay. Once in a while, every time, Buck. Well, once in a while, Shine, and again, I'm knowing talking about a movie that still you've never seen either called The Godfather, but this book is full of so much. This guy goes from everything, and Robert De Niro claims that it's a great book and a worthy read. I'm telling you the same thing. If you like old Hollywood, if you like reading about what this man was involved in, everything from his affair with Marilyn Monroe, claiming he knows how she was killed, he knows who killed her, 
claiming he knows uh, other individuals such as the Kennedy brothers. The thing he writes about Robert and John Kennedy in this, I don't even want to talk about on the radio. You better read the book to find out. Even to where he murdered a uh, soldier that was one of Pablo Escobar's men bringing cocaine into the state of Nevada in Las Vegas. And um, he had an altercation with him that he wound up killing the man in one of his nightclubs. Uh, And in turn, as a result, wound up being flown down to Columbia for a face-to-face with Pablo Escobar that was pretty horrific that I won't go into unless you read the book. Uh, Going on and on to opening up for people like uh, Don Rickles being taught how to sing by Frank Sinatra, uh, laundering money uh, before the Ayatollah took over Iran and getting the money out to market it through what he claims was the Vatican, like washing money. I, I, it's like this book reads like a movie. People, if you enjoy a kind of book that opens up a lot of avenues and a lot of interesting conversation, check out The Hollywood Godfather by Gianni Russo. I could not put it down. I read it up and back, and I was done. Heck of a read. Really good read. Uh, TJ, are you a book reader? Um, yeah, no, I mean, it kind of goes in uh, uh, ebbs and flows, I guess. Uh, like, I'll read I'll read biographies, but uh, I'm not out there, like, finding them generally. So when, you know, if, if I find a couple of books that I want to read, I'll read them no problem. But more often than not, I'm not necessarily looking to read. Right. You know, I just read on the thing here, I feel bad for this book. Like, Mark Hunt, I feel bad for everybody. I have to bring it up. This massacre that happened in New Zealand Uh since our last show was just horrific. Um, Without going into the reasons of what happened and everything, I think, I hope people pay attention to the news. I think even understanding what happened. But my, my, my heart and my condolences and my best wishes go out to all the family members down there. And I'm reading now that Mark Hunt reports that he lost an uncle in that massacre that was killed. Oh, no, that's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Very, very terrible. I hadn't, I hadn't heard that. That uh, that whole scene was just tragic, tragic situation. Just, I was stunned. Yeah. Just stunned. Just the hate going on in this world. It's just. You never get used to seeing it, Bruce, no matter how jarring it is. It, it just, it's, it just doesn't seem like it's ending. And it still takes you by shock every time. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um. I don't want to. I don't want to change stuff too quickly, but I have to because obviously we're a show that you know talks about news. But again, I just I'm, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm just I just don't even have words. It was just so horrific. Again, my best wishes and condolences, please, to all the family and loved ones of everybody involved. And uh, great job for all the authorities down in New Zealand uh, for their work on dealing with that situation. And great job by the one man. I wish I had the article in front of me that actually grabbed a weapon and chased that guy down. And wound up as a result saving even more lives while he's being shot at with the guy. Another hero that stepped up to bat. And I wish I had his name in front of me so I could honor him with his name on the show. And I apologize uh, that I do not. I'm going into another article here I didn't realize. But Derek Lewis is going undergoing uh, ACL surgery. So he, obviously knowing ACL surgery the way I do, I don't think we're going to see Derek Lewis until possibly the end of the year. Yeah, probably uh, September, October, November, if at all. Yeah, he supposedly has a torn ACL, MCL, and uh, he claims it's his back like in 2015 with his fight with uh, Juan Potts. Yeah, I mean, so. uh, I know a lot of people put that surgery off uh, for a while, you know, because, I mean, knee surgeries seem to be something that, uh, you know, are common, in, and you'll have multiple uh, surgeries on one knee, and I know that uh, some fighters try to, like, delay that surgery as long as possible, even if the entire tendon is uh, basically shot. 
Yeah, well, I had to delay it for a period of time because the main thing the doctor said is that they want all that inflammation and everything to go down in the knee so they can operate properly. But everybody has their own reasoning for how they go about that. But uh, anyway, Derek, hope everything goes well. We certainly enjoy watching you fight, and I know we're going to see you back. It's going to be awesome. Hi, TJ. That's pretty much it for me. Do you have anything you want to go over before you guys sign off? Um, let's see here. This airs on Thursday, so tomorrow, live on uh, UFC Fight Pass, which is available on the UFC.tv app. And you know what was really cool when I was in the arena? <laughs> when I was in the arena at, in London. I haven't finished and, and, my statement, Bruce. You're interrupting my sentence. Oh, my God. My all turn. I said Sorry was this that. Friday on, on Fight Pass. Uh, it's all right. I'll be calling fights with Cole Miller, Island Fights, uh, on the beach, Panama City Beach, Florida, for spring break. Uh, please watch it. I'll be there, Cole oh. Miller, Friday, Fight Pass. Cole, Cole Miller, have you worked with Cole already? Yeah, this is my uh, fourth show, I think, with uh, Mr. Miller. Oh, I'd like to hear his commentating. How is he? He's great. You know, student That's of the game, real martial artist. Uh, you know, he's he's figuring everything else out on the job, but he's great. That's awesome. Yeah, get, tell Cole I said hi. I'll give him the credit as being the first to ever fist bump me in the octagon. As you know, it's not me fist bumping the fighters. Right. The fighters come to me, but it's he was all, the one that all, originated it. All of those guys uh, infringing upon his gimmick. <laughs> or yours, I don't know. That's no, not me. I'm I'm just there to serve the fighters. If they reach out and they and they do that, it's an honor to me. It's a compliment. I'm certainly going to tap them back. No question. All good. Okay, TJ. Uh, for me, I'm just heading off to Nashville. Um, got a lot of other things to do this week before I get there. We'll be back next week uh, with another edition. It's time radio. Everybody follow TJ. TJ, where do they follow you on Instagram and Twitter? At TJ DeSantis. There you go. For me, Bruce Buffer UFC on Instagram. On Twitter, it's at Bruce Buffer. And, oh, gosh, I almost forgot one big thing. What? I, I was in New York when I was in Brooklyn at the last show, and I met this um, wonderful guy named Dean Gordon, right? And Dean Gordon owns what they call uh, DG Guitars, okay? Dean Gordon Guitars. All right. Okay? So we were talking, and he was showing me pictures of the great guitars he makes. Now, I am not a guitar player. I, I trained when I was a kid. I never got really great at it. But I've always had a love of rock and roll. I've always had a love of rock and roll guitarists and, and the way they perform because I love guitars. I think they're some of the most beautiful instruments I've ever seen. I've been fascinated by them forever. So we were talking, and he made me a custom-made electric guitar, top-notch, handmade electric guitar. He put my brand, It's Time, on it. He put uh, my jumping logo on the back and the octagon. Of course, I got clearance from the UFC to have all this put on the guitar. But I just got it delivered when I got back from London. And it's absolutely beautiful. I want to thank Dean Gordon for his amazing work on this guitar. You have to send Everybody, me pictures. I want to see this. Yeah, I'm going to send. I put it up on Instagram, but I'll send you pictures after the show. Check it out, everybody. And if you're a guitar player, if you're looking to get a guitar, this young man is a master, master guitar player, uh, guitar maker. So thank you, Dean Gordon. Thank you so much for that. It was incredible, and I'm cherishing it. And it has a beautiful spot in my home. And uh, just a beautiful, beautiful guitar. I'll send you pictures after the show, TJ. Thanks awesome. again, Dean. Sincerely. Everybody check him out. Dean Gordon Guitars. Just put it in your Google. It'll all come up. And look at the beautiful work this man does. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. TJ, you take care. I will see you next week when I get back from Nashville. I'll see you uh, over the airwaves. But I will see you. And uh, we'll have a good show. 
So with that being said, everybody treat everybody with respect. This goes back to the beginning of the show. Treat everybody with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. So when you step on that path, you can be the best you can be because by doing that, you are already winning. And that's what we're all about in It's Time Radio. This is a positive outlook show dealing with all the negativity in life. But life is beautiful. Go for it. Be the best you can be. And I support you all the way. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Buffer out. It's Time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only. There we go. I thought the band... Hey, this is Jill from The Container Store. Oh. Is there something wrong? I just thought a virtual designer would be a cool robot. I could do a robot voice if that helps. Maybe? Hi, I am Jill. Let's design. Nope, absolutely not. Regular voice, thank you. Yeah, I'm not good at impressions. Enjoy free virtual in-home closet design and up to 25% off closet systems with The Container Store's custom closet sale. The Container Store, where space comes from. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.